it's Danny Howe back again with another episode of uh, Tales from Southern Indiana. Uh, we actually were in Southern Indiana just uh, this past week, and I have more to say about that later on uh, in uh, this podcast. But for now, having tasted some of the local cuisine of the little towns we spent some time in, it occurs to me that I want to share some memories of eating out. Uh, not something people did a whole lot in my hometown. Probably because, first of all, there were only three restaurants and, well, only two after the chicken house burned down. One of them was uh, Cargus's Cafe. and uh, had been a long time ago, before I was born, I think, owned by a fellow named Bill Cargus, who had died, tragically, uh, while he was trying to fix the toaster with a knife while it was still plugged in. Important safety note. And many, many people love to recount uh, for years and years the stories of watching his arm turn black while he was electrocuted to death. Now, the restaurant itself was never very successful afterward, and all the people who bought it and sold it uh, to someone else, no one ever really made enough money there to afford to change the sign, so it was always just called Cargus's Cafe. It featured something called a combination salad. Combination salad was called that because it was a salad made of iceberg lettuce and a tomato wedge, thus the combination. The uh, uh, one of the one of the features of the uh, of the local, uh, uh, I guess, uh, variety of foods one could eat, which wasn't much, was uh, persimmon pudding. Something that I still love today. It's a dysfunctional uh, dessert made from a dysfunctional fruit. The persimmon itself grows in maybe a couple hundred different varieties in the southern parts of Indiana, Illinois, and Ohio. And it's not like those big California persimmons you buy in the grocery store. It's a little bitty thing. And it's only ready to eat when it has fallen off the tree and sat on the ground for a while. So you really have to race the deer and the raccoons to it if you're going to get it and do much with it. And really only one thing people ever figured out how to do with it very much, which is make a pudding out of it. The pudding is only properly prepared when it is burnt um, to some degree and nevertheless does taste uh, good, although you can almost uh, sense your arteries hardening as you consume it. The, uh, I, I would be remiss if I did not mention um, the uh, uh, breaded uh, deep-fried pork tenderloin sandwich. This, of course, is uh, not just common to southern Indiana, but many other places where uh, people, again, want to accelerate their, their own death. The uh, bread of pork tenderloin sandwich is made by taking a small piece of um, pork tenderloin and hammering it to death until it is as big as a plate, dipping it in milk and uh, uh, cornmeal and doing it all over again and then deep frying it so that it has, ends up weighing maybe about a pound of you know, mostly grease, and you serve it on a toasted bun with butter and mayonnaise. And uh, I actually uh, worked the uh, deep-fried breaded pork tenderloin booth at the county fair one year. Uh, again, so popular that there literally was, was a booth that sold nothing but that particular sandwich. The um, uh, other places that one really could go uh, involved leaving town. And I really didn't experience any other kinds of restaurants uh, until uh, I went off to college. Never had uh, pizza or Chinese food or a whole bunch of other things. When I did get there, um, I still sought out things that reminded me of and were pretty much exactly like the places that I had gone to as a kid in my hometown. 
and this is a dysfunction common to uh, folks from where I where I grew up. And one of them was a place, uh, another cafe, that uh, uh, was quite popular around three in the morning when the pies were fresh. And if you hesitated in your order, the owner, who was usually waiting on you, uh, would just tell you to just order the special and it'd make everybody a lot easier, really. And of course, sometimes, unfortunately, the special was baked brains. I'm not sure why people ate that, but it showed up from time to time on menus. I actually worked at a place called Fish King, uh, in which the menu included a, a brain sandwich. There was brain and double brain. Uh, double brain was 99 cents. It either, in either event, it was served on a toasted bun with a, a pickle. And I had always found it curious that the brains... They were cooked on a steel grill, but they didn't look any different after they were cooked than before they were cooked. I'm not quite sure what happened to the brains. Um, wasn't something that I really gravitated toward. The, uh, the, the notion generally, I think, was that um, we preferred familiarity uh, over taste, variety, and safety. Because these are just kind of how we were raised to be, generally afraid of anything new, uh, gravitating toward uh, the things that we knew all about already, and, um, and not worrying so much about, uh, about whether we were uh, going to live a long and healthy life. So let's think, uh, you know, thank, be thankful that we have a, a better diet and choices these days um, as, uh, as we learn more and more about what's safe and what's healthy. Um, but I still have those memories uh, of those very unhealthy but very tasty things that I liked growing up. Thanks uh, for uh, listening, and uh, talk to you later.